two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Raghatima. 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 I am your game master, Torsten David Johnson. I am your game master. I am your game master. I am your game master. I am your game master, Torsten David Johnson, he, they, and I am joined today by Joshua David Robinson. What it do, y'all? Joshua David Robinson, they, he, playing Titan, yeah, belt, they, them, and thou. Hell yeah. And Deanna Elizabeth Woodman. Courtney, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> you can't, you can't make an inside joke for literally one person. So I'm pretty sure they don't even really listen to this podcast, Who but doesn't? it doesn't, Do it doesn't matter. Courtney, you gotta listen to uh, this. Eilish, you know, It's the you know. only way that you're gonna know that... Your car's extended warranty is oh, lapsed. Because if you listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, sucks. Oh, We've been man. trying to reach you for so long and <laughs> so only through long, this medium, which is probably a bad idea since medium. you don't even listen to the podcast. <laughs> Does Courtney listen to any podcast? Uh, Courtney listens to some podcasts. All right, we'll uh, send this audio Courtney, please email, please email us with yes. which podcasts you listen to. Thank you so much. Also, I play Jessu, she, her. Amazing. And Kylie Marie Brinkman. Hey, y'all. Kylie Marie Brinkman, she, her, playing Josephina Wick, a.k.a. Joe, also she, her. Oh, I was supposed to not do a joke so you could do the joke. I forgot. I'm not doing a joke. Kylie's like, no, it's not happening. All right. Well, shall we hop into a recap? Yes, no. please. Yeah, what let's if I hop. said no? What if I just said no? <laughs> so, last time, having... Hopped. He did a bunny hop. I, I bunny hopped. Into that was me bunny hopping. That was everybody. I put my hands up next seen. to my chest and I moved forward. Yeah. And yeah, then sure. I realized that this is a visual sure. medium and I didn't know any audio way of describing that. So I it was just, a bunny hop. I, I tried to abandon it, but then you couldn't. We circled back to it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's make sure that back. no one ever gets to abandon anything on this podcast. Okay? <laughs> it's all agreed to that right uh-huh. now. And then circling forward. So, last time, having just witnessed Erica Lux fall unconscious amidst a whirlwind that seemed to emanate from her brooch, you investigated the jewelry and brought her inside Prim's proper house. As you did, you saw the tabaxi that had been accompanying her watching from afar. But when you tried to chase her, she disappeared around a corner and was gone. You sent Evie to tell Prim what was going on while you looked for clues. Mm-hmm. On Erica, you found the key of opening, which she had <gasps> clearly stolen from Prim's room. Not wanting to leave Erica to her own devices, you carried her unconscious body toward the square, running right. into Rista as you did. She told you a bit more about the drama between Erica and Prim, Mm. the key of opening, and its role in the disappearance of Prim's partner. Popular. 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 And as you got to the square, Eto emerged as well. He asked you where you'd been, Joe, and told you that he has been invited to go work on his research, fully funded in Anger on Mir, Mm. the capital. But because of the impending battle, the ship to take him to this really excellent opportunity is leaving tonight. You told Mm. him he had to come with you, so 
Your now large entourage entered the packed square. As the parade finished up, you found a place to stand in the middle of everything, in the fountain, to be exact. The fountain which features a statue of old Stormbones. And you saw something on its chest that you had never noticed before. A symbol that looks remarkably similar to the one that now marks Jasu. I am avoiding. And just before... And just before the floats in the parade unveiled their final showstoppers, Paltry DeLargo stepped up to make a little speech. A speech that began heaping slander upon none other than Prim. He tried to heap some slander. Mm. Titan leapt into action almost immediately and silenced him. Prim took the opportunity to call the populace to revolution. Revolution! And then armed soldiers surrounded Prim, and she prudently paused. No, Prim! The rider dies weren't going to sit by, though. And you let everyone know about the two armies that were approaching Stormhaven. Ride to the sun or die. While Paltry attempted to uh, refute this by presenting an emissary from the Koro administration, a certain General Cargo, even the Duke began to believe you when Oromaya, his own cousin, echoed your warning. People immediately started clearing out of the square, heading toward the east and west gates, as General Cargo delivered a message from the queen herself, an edict which seemed to make this takeover legal. As you helped Paltry take in this change in status, Prim joined you and you all started off toward her house. It can be hard when you've lived a life of privilege to, you know, be a good person. (laughs) Yeah, he is definitely struggling, as you see him now uh, engaging in an animated discussion with General Cargo. And that is where we are now. You are walking with Prim, Rista, Evie, Eto, and carrying Erica. Wait, but also, what's her name? Malaya? And Malaya, thank you. Was the town in the square when Cargo uh, Mm -hmm. gave the announcement? Or no. So Cargo's... It wasn't really an announcement. It wasn't really an announcement. He definitely wasn't intending for anybody else to really hear it. You were already having a conversation with the Duke, uh, but it was really just you and the Duke and the people around the Duke that heard that. Everybody else was already starting to clear off. Clear off and like go defend the town. Exactly. Mm, Okay. So Titan is just like, we're walking with Prim, yes? Yeah, she is right next to you. Prim... Why would Erica be here? This does not seem like it could have been a coincidence. Erica shows up the same day that two armies are coming to Stormhaven. I don't know. You said that she took the key? I hand Prim the key. Prim takes the key and looks at it. And she looks up back over her shoulder as you're starting to pass out of the square and says, I mean, there are many things that this key could be used to open. Did you find any evidence of who she was working for? She didn't have much time to talk herself, but there is, uh, she got an accomplice running wild through the city, a mm-hmm. uh, little tabaxi, you might know her. She, she seemed to have known me, but I didn't recognize her. Yeah, Evie speaks up and says, it was Ginny. Ginny's back too. And you see Prim kind of nod a little bit and says, ah, yes, I was at a desire to get to know her a little bit better but she always stayed on the fringes is jenny from stormhaven prim nods slightly and says i do not know that she grew up here but she spent many years here i haven't seen her in a little in a little while 
and she looks uh, to Rista and Evie. Have either of you seen Ginny recently? And they both shake their heads. Because she had these red and yellow nails that were giving me... Coral vibes. Coral vibes. Whoop. Oh. They did look good, though. I don't know where she went, but clean. Clean lines. <laughs> well, if they're working for the Coros, that would explain the, the secrecy in particular. Do you think that they are responsible for the conflagration in the parade? We know the Coros are the ones who's marching over here, so it stands to reason that if things are popping off, they would stand to benefit, that's for sure. Yes. Do you think it will be a peaceful transition? Prim nods and says, this is something we should discuss at further length. Come, let us return to the house and uh, and begins to take off even faster. Uh, Evie says in response to her question, yeah, yeah, it was definitely Ginny who made that big explosion happen and she immediately ran back towards where Erica was. And and you're out of the square at this point into the streets on the way back towards the house. So my dad's walking with us. Yeah, and while you're taking off through the streets, you see some people running between houses. Uh, people are clearly gathering weapons and mm-hmm. things like torches and other resources that they might need at the gates as the militia basically tries to pull itself together and muster here. And Eto comes up right next to you, Joe, and says, Joe, this uh, this is all very, I hesitate to say exciting because that has kind of a, a positive spin to things and things clearly aren't good, but... But I a, get it. It is kind of exciting, right? though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I feel like we should really, uh, you know come to some kind of conclusion about about what we're going to do. Well, yeah, and also, I mean, do we need to let the townspeople know that I, it feels like if they're going out to the gates with these weapons, that might actually cause more problems for them if there's actually a letter from the queen saying that this is all supposed to be happening. Like, are we just going to end up getting people hurt by letting them go with their torches and their weapons to defend the town when legally... When it's all, I guess it's trans like power is being transferred. When it's gonna happen, regardless, yeah, I I suppose that's, I suppose you're right. Shouldn't the Duke be making this decision? I, it would be great if Paltry <laughs> would step up and do anything in the way that a, a strong leader would, but I'm I'm not sure that we can expect that from him now. I am curious about. <coughs> are Are you okay, Jasu? Uh, Jasu, are you all right? Yeah, got some caught in your throat, just so. I look to see if Evie noticed. Evie is is in the middle of her conversation with Prim, but offers you a tissue. Thank you. I take it with my nose. I am curious about whether you think a transition of power with such a weak leader is a bad thing. Oh, I mean, I don't have any great love for the DeLargos, but I can't really imagine what the city and, and region are going to be like under Koro rule. They did not seem very friendly. That's the thing. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that it's not like everything's, the world is going to end in a in a moment or anything like that, but I just don't think it forebodes good things for the city and region. But that's not to say that I think it's a good idea to stand up and fight when it's not going to do any good in the long run. I, I think probably just trying to find some long-term political and, and peaceful solutions is, is better in, in for the people and, and the land. 
thought out. But that's just my opinion. I will happily assist in any way I can. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not even really from here. And, and we just live here because, you know, Joe's mother needs to be close to Ajir for, for work. And, and so... Where are you from? Where am I from? Kylie, do you have any idea where... <laughs> I thought we were from here. <laughs> well, you live here. I think... So, yeah. Eto says, well, you know, I, I grew up in one of the provincial areas of West Anglia. When I was young, it was... Life. It just, like, comes from the air. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, what? What was that? I didn't say anything. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I grew up in one of the, one of the provinces inland. It, it was... Only shortly after the country had become unified under a single crown, and so, you know, it, it still felt rather unique. It, it was before the, the reach of national edicts like this had reached those far-off places. And, you know, I've lived here for decades now, so I consider this to be a, a home, mm. but it's not where I'm from, so... So it's know. not worth protecting? It's not that. It's It's... It's that I think that, you know, perhaps it's up to the people who who really live here and, and have lived here for generations to decide what and how it should change. Well, it's like, what are we protecting if not the people? I mean, because I guess not that I want the Koros to take over, but I'm not interested in losing life to keep current leadership in power because that's what we would be fighting for right now. Right. If that's the appearance of us going to the gates and taking up arms is that we are fighting for current leadership to stay in place. Stormhaven, to me, has been a place of refuge. It's been a place where all the misfits of this continent can come and live the way that they want to live. It's a bridge. Uh, it literally is a port, a place, a transition place for people who dream about a place they want to go and a jumping off point for them to find it. Yeah, the DeLargos have been in charge nominally, but the fact that they are, you know, absentee leaders has allowed for people like Prim to make this place into someplace really special. And I don't think that somebody who's gonna march in here with an army is gonna let that kind of place flourish. Mm -hmm. you've, you've reached the house of Prim now, and Prim has walked up the stairs in this sequined red and black dress that she's wearing and uh, and opens the curtain or the doors the door that looks like curtains that looks like a curtain <laughs> and turns back to you and and nods at you titan and says yes well i am not sure whether i'm not sure what we would be fighting for would we be fighting so that we kick out all leadership and stormhaven becomes a free city if so, that might be too difficult to hold under the threat of invasion from the crown. You're right. But if the Koros enter, then I think you may be right, and the time for Stormhaven to be a, a haven for people like us may be coming to an end. Come inside. We can talk further. And she welcomes you all inside. Jessu is shook. Mm -mm. Jessu has always thought that this was not... I mean, the reason she came here was because this was a town that needed saving. Mm. So Jessu's sort of in the back. Re she's, I'm just reassessing yeah. what I think I know. Yeah, as you all come in, 
You see Rista and Evie, they kind of take off to go check on a few things and make arrangements with some of the other members of the house, which have also come back here. And Prim says a few things to some other people. You, you see clearly orchestrating, having some members of the resistance go towards the East Gate and the West Gate. And she tells these people, she says, go and tell the militia as they are organizing not to take any rash action because there is more information that has recently come about the role that Queen Margosa may be taking in this entire maneuver. And resistance members take off towards the gates. Okay. So, like, we're, we're inside the proper house. I guess I'm, I, I, Titan in this moment, like, looks back at Joe and uh, Jasu, and Titan knows Jasu's never been in here before, but looks at Joe and is like, have you ever been in here before? I don't know if I've ever seen you. Absolutely not. I've never gotten an invite to come in here before. <laughs> an invite? Isn't that how you, I mean, don't you have to be invited to come here? <laughs> it looks very fancy, <laughs> like I would need an invite. Titan chuckles and looks at, at House Mother Prim, and it's like, Prim's Papa House is open to all who are proper, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Prim gives you a big, warm smile and says, the only invitation that you need to enter this house is a true desire. And says, what is it that you most desire, Josephina Wick? Wow, wow. Diana <laughs> oh. is in love with Prim. It's a problem. Well, Miss Prim, or I'm not sure how to address you. Miss um, Prim is fine. I don't know. I'd have to think on that. Mommy vibes. I think Joe just stands there a little bit like, not so much dumbfounded, but like is actually taking in the question, thinking about it, but like yeah. will not have an answer for Prim in this moment. She nods at you and says, very astute. I think the thinking room is exactly where we need to go. <gasps> and <laughs> leads you all up the stairs, which wind up and up and up. This is the best day of my life. Past doors of an unthinkable variety, different mm. sizes and shapes and colors. And you seem to get lost in space. You're not sure how high you are, how many floors you've climbed. None of that seems to matter until she comes to one very reasonably appointed door. Looks like it's a, a warmly varnished maple. And reaches down and clasps the uh, well-worn brass handle and opens it. And you see a room that is very comfortably furnished, sensible furniture made of hardwood and thick cushions with kind of a rusty velvet curtains on the windows letting warm light in. And she invites you all in and says, come in, we should sit and talk we can think properly in here. There is a there's a couch there if you'd like to lay Erica down, Jasu. I do. On the floor or on the, <laughs> on the... <laughs> I think about like. putting her on the floor, but then I put her on the couch. <laughs> Titan is thinking about the first time that they ever entered this room mm -hmm. and it was on one of the first days that they were in the house and Prim asked Titan the same question that she just asked Joe. Mm. What is it that you most desire, Titan your belt? 
And Titan in that moment on that day gave an answer that was that like they desired, you know, to be known, to be the fame, to acclaim and all of these things. But Prim saw right through all of that and said, come with me and brought, um, brought Titan into this room and Titan sat here for a long time and was able to actually think and feel and learn a little bit about why they, figure out why they had come actually to Stormhaven, why they actually wanted to seek out House Mother Prim. So, and this is not a room that someone goes in casually. So Titan is like kind of, you know, in, in their feels a little bit about being back in this room because it's, it's been a long time. Mm. Yeah, I... Imagine when when Joe walks into this room, especially after being posed that question to Prim, I think the feeling the feeling that I have is like that of space, like space in my head, space to think this feeling like a space where those things can happen because in Joe's house, it's so chaotic and cluttered with the day-to-day things that she is always working on. So it's like, everything you're seeing is just the business and the project. So it's just easy to only think about those things because there is no space just to kind of clear your head and sit with your thoughts. And Mm -hmm. so this room feels, especially in someone's house, like feels very new to Joe and, and I imagine pretty wonderful. Mm -hmm. Love that. What about you, Jesse? What are you feeling? I think that I'm, I'm just taking everything in. I think that everything has been questioned for me from, since I died and continues to be put in question. But I think this might just be a tipping point because I've definitely been in denial of any and all changes and just kept on the path of the light of the sun, the light of the sun. There is a purpose for everything. It will all work out. Um, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And to hear the way that Titan described this town and to see a room like this that is full of luxury and care and love is shattering. Mm. (laughs) And so she's just in the back taking in the information. Prim looks at all of you as you enter the room. At this point, you have Malaya and Eto still with you. And she says, take a seat. I think we have much to discuss. There is some more information that I should share with you. You see, the resistance, which I believe most of you have become aware that I am a part of here in Stormhaven, has networks that stretch throughout the kingdom. Our intelligence has told us of some positive movement from the Queen in recent months. Positive, Mm. I say, because we have been pushing for her to do something about the wealthy landowners from the Federated Enterprises, which have been coming in and purchasing large tracts of land in primarily the eastern parts of this country, and displacing huge numbers of people, people in mm. provincial areas, she says, uh, gesturing to Eto. So we have been pushing some legislation which would revert ownership and control of land 
to those with some historical tie to that land. Oh. However, I do not think that any of us anticipated that the Koros would take such expedient advantage of this new development because they do hold the historical claim to this area. Now, to the best of my knowledge, their claim over this city in particular is much more circumspect than their claim over the surrounding region. But that, I fear, may just be a point of triviality. And When not... you've got an army and a piece of paper that says you can do what you want, by the time they review this piece of paper long enough to say, oh, that's not actually what you meant, your army's already taken care of everything else. Exactly. So I think we have a decision to make, as you have already outlined, do we stay and fight, perhaps in vain? Or do we send the message that it is time to get out? Okay, I have to process. So you're telling me that the resistance was backing legislation that would help restore land ownership to people in this area that formally own that land. To people in the entire country this is a nationwide country okay and it was proposed to prevent people from the federated enterprises from a different country to come in and keep buying up land but because of this the coro family now is saying they have stakes so doesn't i mean what kind of legislation is this doesn't it just feel like everything could be uprooted well she is a queen She decides what she wants to do, and it becomes law. Yeah, so she made this decision to support the Koros then. Well, yeah, it sounds like maybe it was one of those situations where it's like you trying to do a good thing, but don't really think through all the repercussions of your actions. Because I don't know if she's necessarily being like, yeah, Koros, do what you want. I think she was trying to block the Federated Enterprises and like give some stuff back to people who had things taken away from them. But... People with fancy lawyers are always going to be able to find these loopholes. And the Koros, they have some great legal minds. Let's say that. Unfortunately, I agree. I have some respect for the queen and the decision that she made here because I think that her intentions probably were good. I have long rankled under the monarchy. And this would seem to be one of principal issues with not only this form of government, but having a single queen over such a vast territory. Mm. Anyway, I digress. In the moment, I think that our choices are few, but we do have them. I know what I want to do, but first, I think it might be valuable to hear from you and to hear from a rather silent member of our entourage. And her eyes flick over to Erica Lux. Ooh. I have a hand on Erica Lux, and only now do I look up and I, I say, I can wake her when you would like. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Do you have smelling salts or something? No. You... And I give her one lay on hands. As you begin to do this, you see Prim look at you a little bit deeper and say... Hold on a second. What is your name? Chasu. Chasu. Where are you from 
This is the first time I think anyone in the party or anyone who knows me has seen me hesitate. <laughs> Pure. Huh. I am a prophet of Sulian. I was wondering if you would use that name. Oh, this is a note to the editor of this podcast to lay the evangelical pop rock, Christian rock <laughs> song in the background. That's about Jesse being the prophet of Sulian. <laughs> End of note. Thank you. There was another... Luxodon here. What? Several years ago. Also using that name, Suleon. Who? Oh, what was their name? Um I'm gonna let her make a history check. Oh. <laughs> Jess, who had a stank face on Nat for a one. moment there it looked like. <laughs> oh boy. Nat one on the history. <clears throat> I do not remember her name, but she came speaking of of this this Suleon that, that you speak of, but she seemed rather confused, unsure of where where she should go and what she should do. I believe that she settled down on a farm not far from here. Uh, Dad, just, do you know who this person is that Prim's talking about? Eto Eto speaks up, up another. Loxodon? Uh, no, I, I don't think I've ever met another person who... Hello, I'm... Uh, and you see Eto waving at you from six feet below or so. <laughs> <laughs> He's not quite that short, but a long distance down. Jasu, go ahead and give me a history check. I would gladly. Uh, where is my new dice with the... <laughs> Your light, it's an awesome okay, light history. On heaven and earth it shines. Ten. Okay, done. Yes. You remember that a few years ago, there was kind of the first envoys of people doing things like what you were doing. Mm. This was one of the first times in a long time that anybody from Suleon had gone out on this kind of missionary work. And so there were people that went off in various directions. And what sticks out in your memory the most is that some of those people came back. And so with 10, the only thing you, you remember about this person is, oh, right, there was somebody who went off to the far reaches of West Anglia who did not come back. Mm. Uh, you had kind of forgotten about that. And the little bit that you do remember is that you had all kind of imagined that maybe they, you know. Were... Back with the sun. Uh, exactly. But don't know much more than that. Anyway, don't let me stop you. It's miraculous, really, that I can see some kind of magical energy in your hands that you say is going to revive Erica. I have not seen magic like that ever in my life. I've only heard about it in a year. I think it's because it's prim. I look slightly embarrassed and I just say, it used to look a little different. And then I do one hit point, lay on hands. And, uh -huh. But instead of light coming out or seemingly to shine through the veins as like it used to be, mm -hmm. I think a mist sort of is released uh. from my hand, very fine mist that just sort of lands in little droplets and seeps into the skin of Erica as she gets one hit point back. Okay. 
And as Erica comes back to consciousness, she inhales sharply and her eyes open and she looks around and she looks tired. She looks exhausted to the core. There's a swollen bump on her head where you struck her with your staff. But other than that, she doesn't look too battered. It's more that there is something inside that just looks like she's she's been drained. Welcome back to the living, Ms. Lux. Mm, your hair looking a little flatter than it did when you were conscious last time. You all right? Where am I? Don't tell me I'm with... Oh, fuck. And she's surrounded not only by the three people that she saw when she was last conscious, but also Prim. Aren't you where you want to be since you were the one sneaking around this house when we found you? Oh, very funny. Hmm. It's not that I wanted to come back here. Where is it? And you see Hmm. as she is coming to her senses and realizing where she is and starting to get a grasp, her hands start to move and they go to her chest and she feels around. You looking for something? If you're looking for your brooch, it is not there. Where is it? What is it? That's not yours. Is it yours? Because you seem to have a pension for having things on your person that don't belong to you. Aha, uh-huh. ha. This is a meta question. I have it, right? Yeah, it's, you do. You it's do. in your yeah, bag. Yeah, you have it, Joe. Okay, I'm not saying that out loud. <laughs> Can you imagine if you did? <laughs> I have it. Oh, it's I fine. just wanted to make sure. I thought I had it, but I'm like, I don't actually remember if I had it or not. Okay. Last time you were, you know, with the living, that thing started to go wild. You started to float up in the air. Are you sure that you want it back? Didn't look like it was doing anything good for you at the time. Or now, for a matter of fact. It's doing exactly what I need it to do. Which is? Help me get rid of idiots like you. Okay, yeah, sm- smile at me like I can't throw good insults. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Every queen has their strength. You were never much of a reader, from what I hear. Yeah, your insults are lacking. <laughs> I say surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you see, she she gets a little flustered. And confused by this line of questioning, she's definitely not able to come back at you with any strong quips or even really put up a front. And you kind of, you get the impression that it's, it might be because she doesn't know. Oh, when'd you get it, Erica? Who gave it to you? The brooch? Yes, the brooch. What are we talking about here? I've had it for a few months. Oh, a new accessory. And who gave it to you? A friend, an acquaintance, a mentor. Honey. Her breathing is somewhat shallow as she starts to look around the room, seeing if she can find any clues to where this object might be, uh, and looking at each of you in the eyes. I want each of you to give me deception checks. (laughs) I'm not good at those. I might use my tides of chaos. Oh, 17. <laughs> oh, right. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it. I was like, oh, I didn't roll very well. But then I remembered <laughs> that I can't roll below a 19. <laughs> right. 21. So 19. Okay. Yeah, she's still looking around at all of you and can't seem to get a beat on exactly where it is. She's not landing on anybody particularly intently. I chime in. I think Prim has a question for you. And look over at Prim. Prim looks at her and you see kind of Locke's eyes. You've seen her do this with people before, Titan. 
This mm -hmm. is a look that you absolutely do not want to get from Prim. This is a look that you, you may have gotten once, but probably avoided ever after. Oh, yes, I have received Prim's proprietary stare once before. And it was, honestly, it was because it was after I won a uh, a lip sync mm. and I was not humble about it. I like, <laughs> gloated uh -huh. and showboated yeah. hard and I was not graceful mm -hmm. in my victory. And Prim stirred me down, looked deep into the windows of my soul mm -hmm. and I never did it again. And you know that when you're getting this stare, it becomes much harder to hide anything. Um, and so she is going to use this ability, which maybe this is the first time you're realizing this, Titan. Prim's access of magic is more limited than yours. Mm. This kind of like force of will that she has is intense, but nothing that she does really achieves the level of, of external manipulation in quite the same way that you're able to really change the way that things are functioning, you know, but she can exert her will like nobody's business. Interesting. And you see Erica is, she's already uncentered and now is just almost docile in Prim's gaze. And Prim looks at her and says, Erica, who are you working for? Oh, hot. Whew. And <laughs> my wife. And Erica says, I'm working with the Koros. And Prim nods and says, what do they want with the city? And Erica says, they're going to take over what's rightfully theirs. And Prim says, and what do you get out of it? Erica says, I get your spot. Mm. And Prim's eyes kind of narrow. And she says, and what do they do with me? Uh, oh, goodness. And Erica says, well, you'll get to see popular. <gasps> what an actual little... Titan, Titan hearing that just walks up and slaps the shit out of her. <laughs> she has one hit point. She takes it. If you want to knock her unconscious, you can. Uh, Ask but you about don't the have brooch. To. Joe is mouthing that to <laughs> Prim. Watch your mouth. You're not really in a good situation here. Erica looks up at you and says, so I guess I can't cut. Titan is just like, Titan takes a step back and is just like marked this woman. <laughs> Erica Lux is a marked woman <laughs> yeah. going forward in Titan's mind book. It like this it can manifest magically in some way. It will, mm -hmm. but cast marked. Hunter's Mark. Hunter's Mark. <laughs> you learn you and cast for life. Hunter's Mark. I one take time. a level of Ranger. <laughs> of Ranger yeah. <laughs> My favorite enemy is this single human. <laughs> I'm going to go up to Prim, uh -huh. uh, Miss Prim, and I whisper in her, can you ask about the brooch? She clearly hears you and nods slightly while maintaining eye contact with Erica the entire time and asks Erica, where did you get the brooch? And Erica says, 
a man named Rin, close to my family's home, where I stayed after I couldn't stay with you anymore. And you see, this kind of hurts Prim a little bit. This is the one thing that Prim has always prided herself on, is giving a home to people. And she knows that she kicked Erica out. And you can tell that there is some regret there. Hmm. She steals herself and she, actually she's going to kind of turn her head towards you, Joe, and ask anything else about the brooch. I mean, I'm trying to know what this brooch does. Like, why why was it the first thing she asked about when she woke up? Like, it must be important to her. So what does it do? Is it dangerous? Where does its power come from? The wind lives inside it. And the wind commands me. Does that mean anything to to Joe? Whoa. Like, the wind? Like, is that a god? Is that, yeah, is that something that I'm used to hearing or does that make any sense to me? Abso-fucking-lutely not. Okay. This is... Whoa. This is cuckoo brain stuff coming out of her mouth right now. It only makes sense with some of the experiences that you've started to have, you know, in the last week or so in, in this journey of, like, these crazy magical spirits and, like, the corrupted plants and shit yeah. that's going on. It's the wind. Okay. And what happens if you don't get it back? Prim looks to her and says, what happens if you don't get it back? And she says, I don't know. And then collapses and goes unconscious again. Mm. Can I do a a health check of some kind? Like, I just want to know whether or not she's going to die without this brooch. Yeah. Arcana, something. Totally. Make a medicine check. Medicine or religion. You tell me which. Uh, My religion is plus two, so I'll use religion. Great. So a high, high 11. You get the sense that her spiritual life is connected to this brooch, Mm. but it will not kill her if she doesn't get it back. It will probably make her undergo some kind of existential crisis, but that she is not physically tied to it and that she won't die. Okay. Mm. I say as I'm kneeled beside her, all of that, her spiritual energy is tied to it, but she will survive. Prim no longer holding eye contact with Erica, breathes heavily and turns away from all of you and you see kind of stomachs a little bit of emotion and then brings her chin back up and turns back and says, well, I hope that the information about the brooch was useful. Uh, what, What exactly is this brooch that you're referring to? I look at my companions with this look of like, do I take this shit out right now? I think I'm really nervous. Mm-hmm. I say, as you look, I think perhaps it is better to discuss, even if she's unconscious, in a separate room. Prim nods and goes to the door, opens it, looks outside, and sees Rista down on one of the lower floors and, and calls Rista up. Rista comes in and helps you bring Erica into a, a bedroom where she can lie down and, and rest and also have eyes on her. And and so you're all able to talk in the thinking room without this unconscious body uh, in here anymore. Okay, so yeah, once Erica is out of the room, I open up my fanny pack and in the non-plastic plastic bag that I bagged and tagged the brooch <laughs> in, yes. um, mm-hmm. I pull it out and I think I'm equally showing it to Prim and my dad, mm-hmm. 
this is the brooch that she had on her and I'm holding it out in my hand it, like that they could take it out of my hand if they wanted to look at it further. Okay, as you take out the brooch, it's in this little bag and you open the bag, you're able to see it. Eto comes forward and he says, oh, look at that. This is some sky stone. What sky stone, dad? Oh, it was this very um kind of volatile, magical material that comes from the lake of shifting shores up in the mountains. But I've never seen a piece this raw worked into a an object before. It's it's quite large as well, uh, but not very well worked, it would seem. It must be volatile like this. Mm. It was very powerful. Mm. Yes, uh, very. It's, it's, a, it's a powerful uh, component mm. of, of certain... It allowed her to rise into the air. I'm sorry, what? She rose Just, into the air. Well, well, that's quite a... Wow. That is not what I would have expected. I would have expected it to, you know, like a convection oven or something like that. Cause her to rise, like her bot, like she. It honestly, wow. And you know, I hate to admit this, but it looked fly as fuck because she was flying. She it rose. Looked fly. It was yes. The flying was fly. It looked cool, Dad. It looked cool. That's what that means. Oh, oh, okay. You know, just levitation, smoke, thunder, clouds. It was, it was incredible. So you're saying all stones like this have some sort of power, but this stone's power seems extraordinary. Yes, it does. Are these the mountains that this that this uh, yeah. sea or the Sky Vale Mountains? Is... Yes. Okay. Yeah, the, the upstream. You know, the Sudden Flow River, which flows through town here, that comes from the Lake of Shifting Shores. And Prim looks over and says, "Yes, and in fact, that is where Erica is from." where her family's house is. Mm. This is not close to where we were in the beginning of our journey right. following the creek. Same uh, question. It's Different. not. It's uh, kind of opposite directions out okay. of out of Stormhaven. Mm -hmm. Okay. Speaking of which, Malaya uh, comes to a little bit and says, this is all very valuable information and discussion that you're having here, and I, I don't want to prevent you from having it. I also haven't seen my family and i suspect that they're in town i wonder if if you have a decision about what you want to do and if i could help by going and, and looking for my family and also telling everyone whether the resistance will be helping to fight or helping people to perhaps leave the city if they so choose mm. as somebody who has grown up here i don't know what you think joe i know that you also call this place home i i feel like i will stay my family and i we will stay even if the coros take over and obviously it won't we won't be fans of them but i'm still in the resistance and i will still be here i know that can't be true for everybody and and prim nods and says yes well for some of us that clearly is a a target on our backs so staying may not be possible regardless of who is in power it would seem based on poultry's speech today well i don't know i don't know what the right answer is in this moment it's like i don't want to abandon my home but i feel like whether we stay and fight whether we stay and not i, I mean i feel like i'm just overwhelmed i'm not sure what the answer is I'm curious what the resistance will do since I feel like that is a huge factor in how things are going to play out. 
and I'm not the resistance. I will certainly take into account what other people in the organization have to say, but in moments like these, when we have to make decisions quickly, we have been advised in the resistance to act decisively and not waffle around. Now, as you say, Malaya, I suspect that people who live here would rather we not have an indiscriminate war that they are destined to lose. So my personal opinion, unless someone convinces me otherwise, is that we go to the East Gate and the West Gate, we tell the mustering militias to stand down, and we tell everyone to let the coup happen peacefully. We let the Koros, hopefully without bloodshed, depose the Delagos, and that we find some way of having the lives of everyday people impacted as little as possible. Now, in the meantime, I will be mobilizing myself and the high-profile members of my organization to leave. And I'm not sure the best way for us to leave, but I do know that there is one stone that I would rather not leave unturned. Mm. Uh, She turns... hmm? But what about this house? Yes. She looks to the ceiling, to the windows. She puts her hand out and touches the wall and she says this has been a sanctuary for me and for many others i would like to think at any rate hopefully we can find a way of creating another such home the house while this entity i i suspect has some sentience and knowledge of our existence the house of prim is more than just these walls and ceiling. Titan is taking all this in and thinking about the fact that Prim's proper house is not going to be able to remain regardless of what happens because Prim has to leave. And the person who probably would have best been suited to take over was long since kicked out and is is passed out in, in the other room. Thinking about the end of this legacy, the end of this sanctuary, the end of you know this era, because Titan's not you know Titan's not a house mother, and came to this place because this place existed. Came to Stormhaven because this house existed, and if this house doesn't exist, Titan feels like they need to go and find someplace else to be, and to try to create that place for other people. So Titan then looks to their companions and is like, girls, I don't think there's anything for us to do here. There's armies. If, if you ask me, we need to get everyone out who wants to get out and take it from there. Where will anyone go? What is anyone supposed to do? And I start, I'm like slamming down my staff with like actual anger and you don't, I don't mean to, but there's like electricity that's like coming out. I don't understand how this is happening. This is a tough one, y'all. Yeah. And you hear a knock at the door and Prim goes and opens the door and uh, Rista comes in and says, as I was putting Erica down, I something else was in her pocket and holds out a piece of parchment. And you see that it is a partially filled letter that has these kind of 
subject headings uh, throughout it. It's clearly like some kind of form almost that she's filling out. And the questions are things like, how are you feeling? Do you feel connected to a higher power? Have you become more religious? Have your relationships with those around you changed? Are you feeling more powerful? Lots of questions like that. And some of them are filled in, and it seems like she is feeling more powerful. It feels like she is feeling empowered. And it is addressed to someone named Rin, R-I-N, at the Anori House of Learning. Now! And the address that it is given is, uh, or rather, Rin of the Anori House of Learning, Mm -hmm. because the address is actually in the Lake of Shifting Shores, which is, as you heard, the place where Erica got the brooch and the place where she met the man who gave it to her, who she said was named Rin. Uh So, Titan, uh, I'd like you to make a history check. Oh, I love history checks. Oh, okay. I add nothing to that, so that's a 14. Oh, 14. Yeah, you remember your father's name. Okay. Like, looking at this makes me think, oh, you snap. Yeah, you've never heard him abbreviate his name before, but you realize that if somebody were going to abbreviate his name, Rin would be... (gasps) Kylie's freaking out, but Joe doesn't know what's going on. Titan barely knows what's going on. Oh, goodness gracious. And then, can I, mm-hmm. can I let you yeah, go, process go, go, that? Yeah, go, 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 go ahead. And then, uh, and then Etto takes you aside, Joe, and says, no, Joe, I, I, I still feel like I need to, I, more than ever, I feel like I need to go to the Capitol based on what we've been discussing here. And so I, I think I should go pack because the boat leaves at midnight. And it, it would make me overjoyed if you came with, because you'd be there with me, and um, but I but I want you to know that I I read your mother's letter as as I was walking that you gave me, and I support her and what she told me, which was that you should be allowed to do whatever you need to do, and I, I've been carrying these around since uh since you disappeared for three nights or whatever it was. That's a pair I I made these for me and your mother. They're mood rings. And uh, they don't work when she's in a year. They they only work when we're both in Arboreus. And so, mm. you know, she doesn't wear it much when she goes that direction. But when she's in the capital, I usually give her one. But I think I think if you wore one, it would it would be great because you see the way these work. If you uh, if you rub it, you warm it up, and he he shows you how to rub one, mm. and then the other one shows your mood, and the other ring is is showing a, a color. So if I rub this ring, it will show me your mood? Uh, no, it'll show me your mood. Hmm. Wait, didn't I just say that? Um, <laughs> so if, if you, you rub, rub the your ring, ring and your dad knows how you're feeling, then, or if he rubs his ring, he, you will know how he's feeling. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> you made these, Dad? Yeah, I made these. Cool, and I put it on, fits just right. And I give it a go. Yeah. What is uh? What are you feeling right so now? So I so I rub the ring to make sure I get it. I am rubbing my ring, yep. but then on my dad's ring, he's gonna it's, see my yep. mood. Okay. 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 
I'm imagining I'm feeling dread. So it's probably like a a dark blue with a reddish hue behind it with a tinge of excitement. Just a tinge. So like on the outskirts of this blue is a little bit of orange. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Prim kind of nods as you're all looking this over and says, uh, Malaya, I would like to join you and and go down and speak with the people of the city because that is the place where I have positioned myself and the task that I have committed myself to. But there is a personal task that I would really like to see pursued. And the three of you seem like you might be capable of it, more capable than myself and the people around me. At least at the moment, since we have other things concerning ourselves. Anything. So, I don't know exactly how much you heard about the history between myself and Ms. Lux. Enough to know that I ain't mad that she's unconscious in the other room. Uh, she raises her eyebrows in kind of a, a shared commiseration with that sentiment. And then she looks back at you and says, Yes, well, as you m may have heard, someone very close to me, popular, was taken prisoner. And her whereabouts have been completely unknown to us. Well, one of the major complications in the entire key of opening job proposal was that I discovered that the key is enchanted and that when you use it, your location is known and you can be tracked. And this is the primary reason that I told Erica we should abandon the job, but you know, she didn't tell Popular about that. And so they did the job. They got caught. Popular got caught. Erica slipped away with the key. You know the rest of the story. The point is... I have been saving this key for one purpose, one purpose only, and that is when I find where Popular is to open one singular door. Now, we have been researching for, honestly, years, but more concertedly, the last few months, where the records are kept in the Delago estate as to the location of prisoners. Our research has been thorough. We were on the verge of making a move ourselves, but the drama of the past few weeks has simply prevented it. But now it seems like it's now or never. If the three of you would take our information, and she goes over and, and there's like a packet, there's kind of like a dossier that she has, take this information and try to uncover where they took Popular. I will take care of the rest. Where's the key? Who has the key? Prim has Do we, it. Have we given her the key? Prim has the key, yes. So if you take a look through this information and she starts flipping through and you see that there are maps, we've uncovered the organization of guards. We know how many guards that you'll encounter. They are well trained, but there are not that many. There is a secret side entrance. So if you prefer to approach from that angle, you could. But I think that it must be done tonight because when the Koros get here, who knows? how accessible the information will be. If we're going on the mission, why wouldn't we just take the key? She looks at you and she says, yes, I think that now is probably the one time that using the key would, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world because 
if they're tracking you, we're on the run anyway. Our cover has been blown. So, yes. And she takes the key off and hands it to you. What does the key look like? Is it going to go with my outfit? <laughs> there, There's enough gems of various colors that you think it would go with a wide variety of outfits, but it is definitely gold and silver in its color scheme. I, I'm happy to, if no one wants, else wants to hold on to it, I'm happy to weave this into my hair. Great. So it will cast the knock spell once per day. Mm. Oh, amazing. Nice. Great. So yeah, Titan puts their pirate hat braids back on mm -hmm. and weaves the key in. It looks like you can see a little bit of it poking out, but it just looks like a gold barrette. Amazing. What is the knock spell? It opens any locked door. Oh. Prim, I don't understand. So who gets notified of our location like, I, I don't really understand who'd be tracking question. us. I was never 100% sure. I just knew that since my life and community was here, I did not want, you know, uh, uh, my cover to be blown. And they'd get notified if we use the key where the location of the key was. But it's not so. like it's then actively being tracked. I'm not sure exactly the mechanism. Mm. But okay. There must be more that we can do. Uh, I'm sorry? There has to be more than that we can do. Uh, um. No, you don't have to do it. And she, she begins to close the, the folder and say, um, I I recognize that, yes, there are many no, lives at stake. and I this take her hand. I am saying that we can do this, but there has to be more that we can do after oh. to help. Yes. Um, Titan just looks to Jasu in this moment and is just like, Jasu, honey, do you know how much help you've already provided? I look at Titan. Nothing has happened. So much has happened. Honey, you out here fighting for people who can't fight for themselves as for as long as I have known you, which, honey, ain't that long. But why, as we are now being beset by things we do not have any control over, do you seem more stressed than ever? Mm, I think I just sort of let go of Prim's hand and I say, I'm fine. I just need, I need things to be okay. Well, we're going to do the next right thing, and that's going to be to help get this innocent person out of jail. And then you know what? We'll figure out the next thing to do, honey. All right. I am going to leave you with this information and entrust you to do what you think is best. And Prim and Malaya take their leave. Malaya says, bye, everybody. Bye, Joe. Good luck, and make sure that you say goodbye before the night's over. I can't let this be the last time I see you. Yeah, I go up and I hug Malaya before she leaves. I hope your family is okay and you find them. Yeah, me too. And we'll see you later. And I kind of say, like, I don't actually know if we'll see Malaya later. I, like, would love to think we will, but it's, like, one of those, like, later is just the best thing to say versus, like, mm -hmm. mm, not so sure how things are going to go down. Okay. Then they depart. As they leave, I truly, as an afterthought, say, may the light ever shine upon you <laughs> as mm. the door is closing. Uh, and Eto is also going to going to go in and gives you a big hug, Joe, and says, all right, you, you're going to do this thing? I'm going to do this thing. When does your boat leave? Midnight. What time is it now? Probably late afternoon at this point. Okay, so you're going to go home. You're going to pack up your stuff. 
dad just like obviously you can't take everything with you because we have a lot of stuff but like maybe take the things that are meaningful to you since like honestly who knows what's gonna happen yeah in the next few weeks Gosh, or like even tomorrow if the Coros are coming and can we just like plan on meeting at the port I'm not sure if I'm hopping on the boat with you but like we should be done with this task yeah. to circle back uh, to each other yeah let's I uh, would definitely connect before I before the boat leaves and um, I'm gonna go pack up what I can I'm also gonna get Steve the water guy to, to come you know check on the 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 house water the plants yeah you know, do while, that while we're gone for sure um lock up all your intellectual property uh, that's yeah. at the house because mm-hmm. yeah. burl i don't know about him but I feel well, like he's gonna sne- be on the boat with me so I, <sighs> okay but, but you gotta stop worrying about him <laughs> I, I know he's he's one of those capitalists but yeah he's dad supporting the, the work okay i'll see you soon be careful hugs he hugs you and says, good luck storming the palace, and leaves the room. <laughs> so sweet. Hello, everyone. It's time for me to read a five-star review. This comes to you from Travis, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and it is entitled, The Only D&D Podcast I Listen To. Wow. Travis says, I have tried out a bunch of D&D podcasts, but none seem to grab my attention in the same way as this one. I love that they explore topics of race and gender in an intellectual and honest way, while at the same time keeping the fun and lightheartedness that I experience while playing. Great work, y'all. Thank you, Travis. Remember, if you leave a five-star review, we will read it on the show, just like this. And if you are a patron... We will thank you on the show, just like I get the opportunity to thank our benevolent benefactors, including Steve and Andrew and all the rest of you, our fine patrons. It's been a while since we talked about our pre-show. Did you know that all of our patrons get access to a pre-show before each and every campaign episode? It's a little space where we warm up before the show, chat about life and Beyonce and how Beyonce is life. So really, you don't want to miss it. Also, the Patreon is the place where we post episodes on the weeks that we are not posting a Rakatima episode here on the main feed. Last week, we posted a discussion that we had about an article from the New York Times and the Marshall Project, which is about D&D on death row. It's a very moving story, and I highly recommend checking it out. And one of the things that we are really excited about on the Patreon is that you can get it for free. You can get a free trial for a week and listen to all of the content that's there. So come on over, check it out. If you like it, awesome. And if you don't, well, it was free. Okay, well, thank you so much for your support, everyone. And now back to the show. You look through this dossier. And you see that there are three major impediments. The first one is getting inside. Okay. There's a wall, and then there's the palace itself. There are guards both on the wall and at the front door of the palace. Then there's clear directions on how to get to the base of this staircase. And then there's this staircase that go to the private chambers of the DeLargo family that are said to only allow DeLargos to ascend. There's no real intel on how to get past that, 
but you do know that that is what is waiting for you. Oh my God. (laughs) And then you see that the chamber itself is locked and that it has an advanced locking mechanism. Okay, so first just getting in, a wall. Wall, Mm -hmm. guards, Boromaya thing, and then the knock spell, right? Yeah, Yeah. so we thoroughly have gone through this dossier. There's nothing else to be learned off of rolling or doing anything. I don't think so. I mean, the the note is, because, you know, they've done interviews of guards and things. The side entrance will probably be easier to bypass in terms of being spotted if you're like Mm -hmm. trying to sneak in without getting seen. But if you're seen, they're commanded to attack on site, you know, so they like the stakes will probably be a little bit different if you're sneaking in through the side door. But I think that's all the info that you. What about the mayor? Uh, The Duke? The Duke. DeLargo? Paltry? Yeah. Like, can we not just talk to him? To let popular uh, yeah, so the issue here is that you know popular is not in town. Popular is nowhere nearby. Oh. The location of popular is has been a mystery ever since they they were basically moved. So the series of events years ago went that Eric and popular got captured, Eric got away, and then popular sat in local prison for like a couple days and then got transferred to some out-of-town spot and you nobody has known where that is and so this is what uh prim is trying to uncover i see so we're going into it to get the records exactly oh oh i thought we were going to get a a jailbreak right yeah this is like the first step to a jailbreak I i have an idea disguises yeah. Just throwing it out there. I love <laughs> like, it. Can't we just like all put on our outfits and Yeah, the uh the House of Prim has access to all manner of clothing. Titan, you remember that there was a parody put up at the last drag show in which mm-hmm. Prim <laughs> herself had six backup dancers all dressed like those the fancy guards, the Duke's guards that you saw today. That were all, I mean, it was stunning, and they definitely didn't have any pants on underneath those chaps that are (laughs) part of the the uniform, but the costumes you know are in the house. I think I got us covered. Well, mostly covered. Well, (laughs) I got some outfits. So the one person who might stand out, you think, is probably (laughs) Jasu. Why? (laughs) (laughs) What about Oramaya? Yeah. So Oramaya, you last saw with his cousin. They had reunited at the square. And so you're not sure where they went, but you imagine they probably are off. Yeah. They might be at the palace. On the steps of the palace. How do we team huddle? We've done one of these before, right? Huddles, I learned that word Mm. on one of our expeditions. Yes. Why would Oramaya help us? I want him to help us, especially since reading this dossier, we need Edelargo to go down these stairs. But we also know he's not going to commit treason if he thinks that we are like trying to break into their shit. Do we have any more intel other than this idea that you have to be a Delargo to walk down the steps? Like, is there anything about you having to be dressed as a Delargo? You have to be the blood of Delargo? Like... It also seems like it's an unclear thing that it's like, oh, we think that it's this. And it it seemed like purposefully vague. Yeah, there's Mm. a description uh, that somebody wrote down, like some notes that somebody who clearly like snuck in to get intelligence says 
saw the Duke go up the stairs, tried to sneak in behind, ran into the force field. And force field is like in quotes with a question mark. Like this person just got stopped by an impenetrable barrier is what they wrote. Uh, impenetrable barrier that could be hit with a stick. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, it, it seems like they didn't try to hit it with a stick. You look at the other notes, they were in there pretending to be a waiter at a party. That's how they were trying to get information. Oh, okay. So they weren't confirmed. They weren't in the armor of Correct. the soldiers. Correct. Okay. So that's maybe an option. Yeah. Okay. So Titan goes uh, to the costume storage room, yeah. which is the largest room in his <laughs> proper house, and starts combing through costumes. And it's like, oh, this one, this one. I know this is the one that I wore. Um, <laughs> Joe's a little bit. You probably a side. Okay. Finds one that they think will fit Joe. And Evie's here. Arista, Evie, Rista. And oh, there's people around that can help you. Yeah. Great. I know that Rista is a bomb ass seamstress. Mm. And so I'm like, Rista, I need you to take these three, turn them into one for our girl, Jasu. Eight feet um, So Rista gets to work dismantling three of these yeah. costumes to make one Absolutely. that will fit Jasu. She's still going to stand out, but, you know, yeah. no, we're going to look it. like a team. Great. Rista gets right to work. Uh, she says, ooh, I, I love alterations. And <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> what a fucking weirdo. And starts sewing this up for you. It's done quite quickly. The one thing that you don't have are their actual weapons. You don't have the real glaives that they use. Could I disguise my staff? It might be a good stand-in, especially if somebody's just glancing. Great. Yeah. All right, y'all. This is going to be weird walking through town like this. We usually only wear these costumes inside the house, but <laughs> shall we on? Let's do it. We shall. Okay. So the three of you set out from Prim's proper house. As you pass through the city, you see that the energy has shifted. It's still high energy and feels almost frenetic, like the festivities of the morning have now transformed into a kind of frantic preparation of people running from one side of the city to the other, a couple people nailing boards up on their windows, and then you notice some members of the resistance who seem to be going around and talking to pockets of people and having some calming effect, if kind of a, a dampening. Um, it seems like people are coming away from these conversations without hope, although they are also not necessarily afraid mm -hmm. anymore. And you walk up towards the palace. The palace sits. The, of the, palace. the palace sits atop a bluff at the highest point of the city, overlooking the Sudden Flow River, close to the northern walls. And it is a tall, wide, round marble thing. It gives the effect that you're you're going to some ball mm. as you see it in the distance, and you're walking up towards it. It has round turrets and its walls, even from a distance, you can see bear the blue and white banners of the Delargos. And this palace has sat peacefully under the control of this family for centuries. And all of the courtyards and flower gardens and things that surround it feel like they are 
the setting of a celebration or you know a, a costume party mm. rather than some kind of military installation though that is what you would guess that it was originally built for yep and you are now getting to the point where you you know people are looking at you walking by you're wearing yeah. the outfits of palace guards and you're approaching the palace what do you do look like a soldier yeah yeah can we make soldier checks <laughs> absolutely oh, give no. me performance checks <laughs> the moment we seem to be in view of the palace so the moment we're going to be visible i'm going to mm -hmm. channel divinity storm clouds okay oh that's a good thing i did i got a four so you're not soldiering <laughs> very effectively is what i'm hearing 23 okay so 25 okay so titan and i look like soldiers <laughs> And I, and I was like, I am an elephant in a really big costume. <laughs> <laughs> an elephant in a blanket. Uh, amazing. As you're walking away from Prim's proper house, Rista looks over to Evie and says, man, I, I can't say that's my best work, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you come within view of the palace. Channel divinity, confusion of the storm clouds. There's just a whole bunch of mist around Great. us. Ooh, very nice. Uh, so once again, the mist blooms out and it's a strange time of day, this early evening for a fog cloud to be moving through the city, but it continues to move with you, right? As you... Yeah, and Move I think this towards... is the first time I cast it where I mean to. Uh-huh. Where mm -hmm. I'm like thinking, we need cover and I know what to do now. And I okay. don't pray for it. I just do it. Ooh. Uh, so you know from bad looking girl. at the diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> you whispering bad girl at the, <laughs> at the Christian girl not praying for one second is the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> Intentional. Okay, so you know from the information and from the maps that this fog cloud will be very visible approaching the front gates, but the side entrance is right up against these other buildings, and, and you think that you could probably snake your way between, there's like a, a stable over on the side. Like, yeah. You could probably go around back, and it would still look weird, but barely anybody would be looking over there for this fog cloud. I do the very official soldier hand gestures of the direction <laughs> to I the don't side understand entrance. what you're saying. I just look at you. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, also, I, I believe the way this fog works is you all can see out of it. So as long as you're close to Jasu and mm -hmm. nobody can see in. We can, it's lightly obscured. Our view? Yeah, our view. Everyone else, like they can't see us at all, but we, mm -hmm. we don't have a complete yeah. vision of everything. Mm. So where do you go? Do you want to do side entrance or up and over the wall? Side, Yeah, yeah, side entrance. Side entrance it is. Okay. You approach the side door. You see it ahead of you. It's a small door. And you see that there's one guard on the wall above it, just a little ways away. He's not looking directly at you. He's just sort of casing that entire side. But the energy is a little bit tense, given that they know that there are enemy armies uh, at the walls of the city. Do you want to continue using the fog cloud to try to get right up next to the side door and risk this guy thinking that it's weird that there's a fog cloud coming in at this time of day? Or do you want to let it drop and try to sneak to the door? 
It's about 10 feet from where you are peering out from behind a corner to the side door. (laughs) Because otherwise it would look like a cloud was trying to get in the castle. Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) I have a disadvantage in minus one to stealth. Great. I actually think it's better to keep the cloud. You keep the cloud. Maybe, I don't know, Joe, do do we want to try and stealth in? Yeah, I think- Without the cloud or should we stay as a group? I stay back so that way they can go first and then I will go in with the cloud. Okay. Sure. Yeah, let's try that. Let's try it. Let's do it. Let's try it. All right, give me stealth checks, you two. (laughs) Hey, hey, Joe. Good luck. Bardic inspiration. The six, right? D6. Yeah, Yeah. you don't have to use it this. You can roll the D20 first. You don't have to do it, right? I'm going to. I got a. I rolled with my modifier a 14. I feel like I should. Yeah, I would use it. Right. Just. Yeah, it's the perfect opportunity to use it. 17. 23. Nice. The two of you peer out from behind this corner. You see that the guard is looking towards you and then looks away. And then you dash across this little stretch to the side door. At this point, you are underneath the cornices and you think that it would be very difficult for him to see you unless he was looking over the wall. Uh, And you see the conspicuous fog cloud still behind you, uh, behind that corner. Great. You're looking at this door... You do know that this door is usually locked and there was a set of thieves tools in the uh, the dossier. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you are proficient with them. But I you... have tinker tools. Is it can Are they similar? Are there similar things in there? They're similar. They're similar enough that I might give you... Um... I mean, it is my work that I fix things. Yeah, that's true. You also know that Titan is proficient in thieves tools. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Titan looks at Joe and it's like, I know sometimes you be doing like fancy sparkly stuff. Can you do fancy sparkly stuff like at a distance to distract this person at some point? Oh, yeah, totally. I'm gonna try to pick this lock. Once we pick this lock, you want a fancy sparkle and like, you know, as far away as possible so that J- Jasu can maybe get over here? Yes. Well, how far are we from to this soldier's overhead? Yeah, he's maybe 20 feet. Uh, it's 20 feet up. So he's at least 30 feet from you. 30 or 40 feet. Oh, and we're literally under the door that is like right under. Yep. Okay, okay. So Titan, you're going to try to pick this lock? I'm a Titan going to try and pick this here lock. All right, why don't you give me a thieves tools check? Now, is that just proficiency or is it a sleight of hand check? What is it? It's dexterity. So it's dexterity and because you're proficient, you can use your proficiency. Got you. So plus five. You have a plus five proficiency? No, 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 no. Oh. Plus five total dex plus proficiency. Got it, got it, I would, it. it would have been a plus seven if I got to use sleight of hand because mm. I have expertise in it. Wow. Dirty 20. Dirty okay. 20. Soundlessly, the lock turns over and you feel this door release. It cracks just a little and you see into the courtyard beyond, revealing about 30 feet between you and the walls of the palace. From here, you can. You can see that there are two guards standing in front of the palace doors, the main doors. There's also a locked side door. You know that this locked side door that that is quite close to you from here doesn't have a lock that you could pick. It's barred from the inside is what the intelligence in that dossier told you. There are also windows on the palace that are about 15 feet up, but the door is open. Okay. The door is open. And then we either, I'm so sorry. So the options are this side door that we know is barred from the inside, windows, 
or another door that there are guards by. Exactly. And we don't have Jasu with us yet. Jasu's. I'm waiting for a signal. Behind something like that. Okay, I look over to Titan. Uh, is it time? Are we just gonna bust in here? I think. So. Do we give Jasu the signal? Yeah, let's give her the signal. Let's go. And just by going through this door that Titan unlocked, mm-hmm. will the guards? They're just automatically gonna see us when we walk in. No, you or? think that you could you could oh. sneak over to the side entrance or the windows and they wouldn't see you. You'd have to roll well on a stealth check, but sure. but they might not see you. Okay, so Titan, we have this key and I know we only are planning on using it once to get into the record room, right? But like, right. what's the difference of using it once here or twice here? We only get to use it once a day. Well, shit, day. that's yep. the difference because it wouldn't work. <laughs> Thank you for that I reminder. Think, I think... <laughs> If you call me over, I can kick down that door while you distract with a little something somewhere else. Let's do it. Okay. Great. The signal to Jasu is uh, the distraction to the guard. I'm going to use press the digitation to have the sound of, because, you know, it's Queen's Day and there's um, lots of music and noise coming from the center of town. And so I'm taking a spin on the faint musical notes and they are hearing like really bad off-key singing from the opposite direction that like catches their attention and makes them look towards the town and not where Jesse is. And right when the, the high note happens as I'm running uh-huh. across is like a really bad ah, happens, uh-huh. I kick in the door. And are you going to let the fog cloud drop or are you going to keep it up? Yeah, my goal is that I, I run. Uh-huh. I'm running in that first door. I'm dropping it, going to the side door, kicking while Great. the singing is happening. Okay. Because the singing is happening, I am going to give the all the guards. There are going to be three of them, the two at the front door and the one on the wall are going to have disadvantage on their stealth checks as they get distracted for a moment. Or their perception. Jasu, I would like you to make a stealth check as you're running through the courtyard. They have disadvantage on perceiving me, but do I have advantage that cancels out my disadvantage because I'm using my my beautiful channel divinity, which I can only use once per Shore West. So I did. I do think that it should benefit me in some way, you know? <laughs> yeah, it'll give you advantage cool. uh, because they are not yeah. thinking about the fog cool. while they're cool. looking at them. I'm just rolling. I already have my roll, but I'm just rolling now to see how many I would have rolled to not roll trash. Because you still roll trash? Yeah, because I got a seven. I got an eight, but it's minus one. So They all rolled pretty I rolled well seven. on their first one. And pretty shitty on their second one. Good. Uh, except for one of them. The one on the wall rolled well for both of them. And as you are running in, he gets distracted by this music. He sees the fog. He looks down. And I'd like you to give me an athletics check. Because I'm going to say this happens at the exact moment that you collide with the door. And we look like soldiers, right? Yeah. Uh, Nine. Okay. You slam against this door and it is that sound that the two guards in the front of the palace are not able to see. But the one on top looks over at you and says, hey. What are you doing? And that is where we will leave oh my our. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. No. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Pretty wow. crit, y'all. Oh, thrilling. Oh. Dirty crit. Dirty crit. Dirty crit, everybody. Yeah. I mean, I think this one was hard because it felt like, I mean, I definitely didn't have a stake in the game 
because I'm not from here and my character is like just learning about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Joe is from here, but isn't super, it doesn't seem like interested in politics per se. Mm-hmm. And Titan follows Prim. So it was kind of hard, I think, just generally for all of us to be like, oh, yeah, we're a deciding force here, even though we're just three people who care. But I don't know what the politics should you all should decide. This is I don't know. I'm from a democratic nation. Yeah. Both Deanna and <laughs> Jesu. So I'm like, I don't know. What do you all want to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because like I was just trying to save people and not like, yeah, save a country or a place you know like the idea of whose flag is flying well does it matter much to me unless one of those flags are like oh this represents the fact that we are going to kill everyone once we show up you know well, but i i guess especially with the queen's backing it like got real confusing for joe <laughs> i'm like what's the move yeah and i think a hundred percent and then the fact that like Prim wouldn't have been able to stay either way mm. because mm-hmm. she would just have to have been fighting the whole time. Either it's all out war where this these people are trying to become independent. Do they want that? I don't know. Mm. Or it has to be someone else takes over. Yeah, I think that that's impossible. Yeah, I mean, it seems, I don't know, it seems less ambiguous to me that this is bad. Like, even though, yeah, even for though, sure the, it's bad, but yeah, but like, like, yes, the Delargos suck, but. The Delargos are also part of the reason why this this place doesn't suck as bad as it could. Mm. You know, like whether it's through their own selfishness and self-preservation, it's like they want to make sure that they live their happy lives and therefore let us do what we what we need to do. Like I just can't see and like some someone who's coming in with multiple armies, mm. but like rather than just like saying, "Yeah, here's my claim." Like we actually just own this place, but it's like their first move is to come with armies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not good. Yeah, no, yeah. they're ba- definitely bad news. I guess like I don't know what the good solution was if the people, unless the people wanted to be independent. Like if everyone there mm. was kind of like, oh, like we want our own nation. That is the goal because mm. especially when Prim was like, the rev- the the resistance is across the nation. And we're trying to work with the queen. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, right. <laughs> yeah, like it changed to me what to do in the short term. Like I mm-hmm. agree, Joshua, that it's like, this is bad. I'm not interested in the Delargos taking over. But when it was just fighting, like I thought we were going to be fighting some armies. <laughs> like Same. that's what mm-hmm. I thought was going to happen at some point. But, and maybe we will do that in the future. But in terms of like the armies coming to Stormhaven, that's how I thought that adventure was going to end. But then with the queen's backing, but then also, yes, the good, uh, thank you for that reminder that Prim and the resistance have been working with the queen. It's like, I'm really confused on my thoughts about the queen because I think, I mean, I heard everything that you all were saying in gameplay, but I, I, for some reason, as Kylie, I don't know if Joe thinks this, but like, I definitely don't feel like there are good intentions from yeah. the queen. Mm, sure. I'm not sure how to articulate like why I feel that way, but it just feels something about it feels selective of like this i this idea of like so she's passing this legislation, but then picking and choosing when it might serve her. So in my head, she must be interested in having the Delargos. Oh, interesting. I didn't I didn't get the sense 
that she was picking picking anything. I got the sense that this decree happened mm-hmm. that like one could use, you know, Eto could go back to the place that he, the province where he was from and be like, yo, I actually, like you Federation, Federated Enterprise Company don't have the claim to this because this is my ancestral land. I have a claim to this. And so like that's just a decree, a law that is like able to be used and that the Koros are taking advantage of this decree is the way that I saw it. Well, um, but yeah. it, but it could be that the queen has like has more is has more of a a finger on the scale and is saying has said to the Koros like yeah go go out and do this. But that's just not that that that's not how I was looking at it. Yeah, I think that's why I I was trying not to make up my mind for Joe, even though Kylie had like <laughs> made up her mind because mm. I feel like that makes sense to me when it's like outside i feel like i'm gonna say blanket statements but i'm just gonna say them yeah go off like the federated enterprises i think that makes sense that there's this decree that it's like you this outside country we are saying that if there is Mm, someone from this country that owned this land first they get dibs versus you federated enterprises versus it feels like if the decree was actually just like whoever was originally there owns it that could create chaos across the country and so i think i had a hard time thinking that was the legislation that she would have passed Mm -hmm. and so therefore if it was like there's no in my head it was like there's no way it was that broad so she must just be picking and choosing who she's saying oh yes this does apply to you but like if there was another monarch that ruled before her it's not like she'd be like, oh, yes, you can take over because yeah. you were here before me. But She's... now I realize I'm making up lore that, like, we've not actually <laughs> sure <laughs> discussed. No, but I mean, that I think that's kind of the, the thing that I was interested in with it was, like, what is she doing that she thinks is helping but is half-baked and hasn't really been thought through and mm-hmm. is, like, going to have mm-hmm. these ramifications yeah is it malice or is it incompetence exactly yeah 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 Yeah. and and you know i'll hold my cards maybe maybe there is more uh intense than than prim knows about uh for Mm. what she was doing and why but that's what prim thinks is going on anyway yeah prim isn't a fan of the queen but prim and the forces of the resistance saw that a problem was happening and saw that here was a solution to what was going on in this other part of the country and like this legislation helped that problem but obviously was now causing issues elsewhere yeah so many people to bro say just like i'm just gonna i don't know where you're going with so many people but i just wanted to just give you all of the flowers for playing like seven people yeah. in one scene and you did it to yourself <laughs> yeah you, it was like i'm gonna bring all of these people into a room and it's like oh right damn i gotta have a conversation <laughs> yeah yeah they were all just there <laughs> yeah yeah they they were i mean you all did it to a certain extent Eto tried to get away right away, and Joe was like, no, you're coming with us. That's true. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. don't introduce us to NPCs if you don't want them around. <laughs> that right. is a thing. We had I a mean, band. The rest yeah. of the campaign yeah. will be uh, in the Underdark. You will be traveling yeah, 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 yeah. through slimy tunnels. No people. Yeah, you put us in a city and gave us family. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that we want them around. Yeah. We want to hear. Yeah, and, totally. and, you know, and you just do such a fabulous job embodying well, all of them. So it's just, Much you know, appreciated. But where I was going with so many people is just there's so many sirens, so many people to say goodbye to. I feel like 
and and this is maybe this isn't what will end up happening. Maybe everybody will end up going to the same place and making a commune, and it'll be a happy family. But it, it just feels like people yes, are going to people are about to go in all of these different directions, and so there are some goodbyes that inevitably have have to right. happen. I don't but, say goodbye to people, and people are always around me, and they never leave me alone. And there's a in lot of them. There's a lot <laughs> of these people to like tie up some far, loose ends far away. with. You wanna? So. You wanna? No, I don't. You talk um, about I okay. think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that it was wild. I think what was cool about all of those people being together at once was that I really did feel like each of them was unique, and like I understood each of those characters. But it was also cool just to see everyone react to impact like something bad is coming no there are no good solutions what are we going to do mm. it was cool to just like yeah it was cool to just see it was i also wrote down like when to fight versus not in just mm. a D campaign because mm-hmm. i think i don't know if this is true tour maybe you can talk to speak to this but if we had decided we wanted to go to war and be like fuck the coros would yeah. you would you have been prepared for that or would have you been like what if you instead go over here and try to get some papers and then leave town and let's not fight the armies <laughs> uh, honestly two sessions ago i thought we were headed towards battle like mm-hmm. it wasn't until i really thought through everything that had transpired during last session that i realized that we probably weren't like i still if you all want to, the Coral Army has battle plans. I know what they are planning on doing. Ooh. And so if you want to respond to that by being on the on the walls and like engaging with them, I, I can go there. We can, we can have, that's fun for me. Maybe we'll, honestly, we should do that uh-huh. at some point uh-huh. as like an, a live stream with like oh, minis yeah. and stuff. That would... Because everybody, this is a, a great hint drop for the plug that I'm going to do, which is that we have some live stuff going on in the near future. And that feels like a great thing to do live. Because yeah. we could live stream that on the big table at the Brooklyn Strategist where they have all of the terrain and shit and mm. bring like hundreds of minis and like have a camera set up. And that could be awesome. And have it be like an alternate universe kind of Totally. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty dope. That would be so fun. That would be fucking awesome. And it could be, you could really go ham and it could be a total party kill because uh, (laughs) it's an alternative universe. We don't actually die. But yeah, I mean, seriously. We could be level 17. (laughs) I don't know. Alternate universe, (laughs) if the last session didn't go the way that it did and it didn't get revealed to the whole town what was going on. I thought that that message was going to take a lot longer to get spread and like that the the Duke would be there with his army on the walls trying to fight. And so like there would be a big confrontation that had to happen and that you you all would probably be involved in some way. I wasn't going to force you to, you know, how you did it. It's kind of fucked up that the Koros, like they have a general there and yet were they just not going to tell him? Were they just not going to tell him? Absolutely. No, they, he knows. The general oh, knew, he didn't but know. the Duke didn't know. So, like, uh-huh. their plan basically was to wait until they had absolutely certain victory, so that there was no way that they that the Delargos could stand up to them. Mm. The last key to that was literally a key. Erica and Ginny 
we're going to just unlock the back door and let the second army in, which they didn't think anybody knew about. They didn't think anybody, mm. like, the first army, they thought everybody would know about and get all prepared on that side. And then, like, Ginny and Erica would just kind of Trojan horse the other side of town. Yeah. And then there would just be troops everywhere and, like, we own your town. Well, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. I vote we go kill the army. Like, <laughs> all right, let's okay. do it. I really, I was like, I was prepared. Yeah. 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 You want to you wanna talk in a little bit about like Jesu kind of, it felt like to me that Jesu was like realizing that like is even so all the good that, yeah, that even all the good that she does in the world, that there's just things that she can't do anything about. And it's mm. like, the, all, like you being like, where is, so like they can't go here. They can't go, where are people, people supposed to live their lives? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, like, for Jesu, especially with her religion, um, I think she's finally realized, which is also why she didn't greet Prim with the Sulian greeting, is, like, pure isn't... Pure might have problems, and at least someone lied to her because um, the Stormhaven isn't what it was supposed to be. And now that she's realizing that all of these people's lives are being affected. So to mm. be honest, I mean, when I was playing it, I was like, ah, anger, all this stuff. But like, I don't actually think her anger is coming from a, I want to protect people place, but more of a, she's mad <laughs> that, mm. she, that mm. she doesn't know. And like that, uh, what's actually going on and that she's been lied to and she's, wants answers and i think that like all of that sadness that we've seen from her is slowly becoming a deep pit of anger mm. yeah i think for how it looked to joe which is not how jossie was feeling but i think mm -hmm. what joe felt like she was observing was jossie's like core being shook mm -hmm. a bit like just seeing jossie frazzled yeah <laughs> yeah and that like a little like anxious like it kind of almost like i'm having an anxiety attack a little bit about like what to do next yeah totally. in a way that i've i don't think we've seen jasu is like oh there is like a foundation being shook right now like i you came here to help these people but like look at the state of the world <laughs> well and i think uh, yeah i mean like she came here to help these people she was told that she's a prophet and that all of these people needed her help and mm. yet now there's an army approaching. She can't do anything. And she has found out that they probably didn't need her help before this. And also maybe her hometown isn't great. And also no one has talked to her about Sulian. And also she died. I don't know if anyone has that noticed, mm -hmm. but um, she's, she died. <laughs> so That's that kind of thing. I think all of that is just, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just like the themes of home that were happening mm. in mm -hmm. this, I thought were really mm. interesting. I just, yeah, learning about Titan and like this idea, not even just Titan, but like the house of Prim no longer yeah. being yeah, at Stormhaven. That was a that, lot. Yeah. That hit me. That hit me. But this idea that it's like, it's not just, at least it's how it felt to me, that like for Titan not just the house. I mean, the house feels very important. And then prim, like those two things, person and place. Mm -hmm. Versus I was kind of surprised with the reaction that Joe had, which was like, people, like I wasn't feeling attached to my house, 
like leaving my house. It's like, mm. oh, if my people are leaving, I was more interested in like if my dad and I are going to the same place, okay, we'll just start over. And that I was just surprised by what? by mm. that. So it was interesting to hear about like different takes on on home from the characters. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I think that Joe's take makes total sense though because like she's been mostly helping her dad and I don't know. I mean, you can tell us like whether or not she's really experienced home in a like she knows her neighbors, obviously, but Mm. her person is her dad. So it would make sense that her home follows and kind of same with with Titan and and, uh, Prim. That also makes sense, though. I do think there was a slightly more connection there to the house just because it's like a physical location that Titan was able to be in that was safe, Mm -hmm. which is, yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, it was the house is is both a physical location and yeah. the idea of family at the mm. same time. Yeah, yeah, the house of Prem is both things. Absolutely, yeah. and like I, because I wrote out some mechanics since it came up in the last episode for how you get into the house of Prem. Like, yeah, since it doesn't, there's no key or anything, and the house itself is kind of sentient. Like, it doesn't talk or anything, but like the reason that people can just leave the house with nobody in it and no block is because the house knows what your intents are. That's yeah. why and it's that's why it's so funny that it's like because we didn't talk about this beforehand. Uh-huh. But I I was like, oh yeah, of course like it was just like obviously everyone is allowed who's gonna come <laughs> like it's it's yeah. like it's Prim's proper house like for it not just because it's a it's a great quip but it's like if you're gonna if you act proper you can come on in yeah it's a proper house you know Joe almost was like oh like the public library (laughs) but I didn't end up saying that yeah yeah I mean (laughs) library man do you remember going to libraries as as a youth absolutely I have really like fond memories of like as like a kid in the summer Mm -hmm. like going to the to the library in the summer especially there would be these like reading clubs and things like programs and i remember like playing the games for every week you'd come and you tell them what book you read and they i don't know you wrote a little like drew a picture about the book or something like yeah and there it was like kind of like a competition aspect Mm -hmm. like you got like points for things for how many books you read this is actually for me i remember there there was like a whole series of like little mythology books Mm. and so it's like i was just like running through (laughs) like little books on mythology yeah. as a kid, partially because it was really interesting, but yeah. also because it was like very easy to read them and I can get my book numbers up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. this is, yeah. Yeah. you tell me like, this is nonfiction and I read 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. um, another piece of crit, I will be interested, if we ever learn more about this legislation, mm. that will be intriguing because it's like right the intentions sound good but it's like it feels like you're in for a lot of trouble if you're just saying that you're removing one group to like let the rightful owners come back which like i'm not saying i hate that idea but like then you have another group of displaced people sure and so it just sounds problematic like good intentions but problematic unless there's a lot of details in that piece of legislation about how this all goes down Mm, i'm curious mm. about native peoples in this world yeah so the way that i have constructed this world i'm glad that you asked that because 
don't think we've ever talked about this specifically. No, no, I don't think we have. And this is this is something I'd be interested for your input on. But constructing this world, I was interested in doing something that I think the the main pitfall that I see here is erasure, which I'm not interested in. That in this world, there these are the people who were here, and this world doesn't have the kind of indigenous population that has then been dominated by colonialism and so all of the like bullshit that's going on between them is their bullshit and that they like it, yeah they and, they they would potentially be the colonizers it's like you're, so it's like like they're taking on colonizer is, roles but they didn't steal the land from people is kind of my sure so i guess is it, I, i'm just like trying to, to make a like a modern world equivalent mm-hmm. and it's not this isn't totally gonna work sure. either but it's like we're in i don't know name a country before people actually people were going out in on boats and like looking for the new world and we're mostly fighting amongst each other yeah like you might make the argument that this is more similar to like Europe in like 700 BC, you know, where like these are people, these are the groups of people that inhabited these lands kind of for the first time. Mm. Um, Got it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. That like the, uh, all of the people who are, we are currently talking to are native peoples. (laughs) There's a quote. Yeah. And there's a quote that, I'm trying to remember who said it. I'm going to have to look this up. It's something like science fiction is the white savior complex and fantasy is white people pretending they're indigenous. Oh. And I feel like that's the pitfall of this of this worldview that I'm trying to construct here, which is like exactly what you're saying, Deanna. Like if these are all, quote unquote, the indigenous peoples, then that's kind of like playing the oh, you get to have this like very Euro culture without the pitfalls of colonization. The reason Mm. I'm more interested in this is like, I don't really want to go play in a fantasy world and have to role play a bunch of colonizers. Well, right. I feel like it reminds me of the conversation that we just had a little bit with Eric. It's a fantasy world. We don't have to create all of the bullshit in our world yeah. and like duplicate it in our fantasy world. Like we yeah. can be more creative and come up with something that is even hard to frame around the context of like totally, totally our Dope. real yeah. world. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I yeah. completely yep. agree. I do yep. think I do think we're touching on themes that are have some coding um, in the mm-hmm. real world with native peoples specifically when it comes to uh repatriation and like land giving land back and such but i i agree it does not need to be a one-to-one and in fact it could just be that yes i may be seeing those hints those those indications but that's me coming at it from deanna having grown up in the world and putting that maybe on something even if it wasn't necessarily there to begin with i just saw those themes there which is why i brought it up yeah i'm trying to remember the the podcast transplanar mm-hmm. the tagline for their world is so good and so glib and i'm not gonna remember it but th- it includes something to the effect of it's like non-colonial non-orientalist 
and I and that I, that stuck with me when I was creating Rock Hatima. Like, how can I try to create a non-colonial world here? Transplanter is an all transgender, people of color led dark fantasy TTRPG show set in an original, non colonial, anti orientalist multiverse, streaming Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. Yeah. Oh my God, I want to watch that. That sounds Absolutely. awesome. <laughs> it, it totally is. And that was really inspiring. It's like, what might it, how can I try to create a world that is like, you know, has groups of people that are mixed together? but doesn't have colonialism in the same way that it exists in our world. And again, selfishly, like Kylie is saying, my big reason for this is because I don't want to role play colonizers. And I maybe that's privileged because I'm a white dude saying that. <laughs> but like, it's I just don't want to go there in my fantasy land. You yeah. know? I, I think it's totally fine to not want to do that, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would. I would be. I would. I would have more questions for you if you were like. <laughs> I really want to know what it was like <laughs> to manifest uh, destiny. And, the, <laughs> yeah. and with that, okay. Wait, one last bit yeah. of credit that I can't wait to oh, find yeah, out yeah, about yeah. is that we all don't know. I don't think that Titans dad yeah is this person oh so i will be excited to joe oh, will be excited kylie will be excited for joe to find out if that comes out or not if titan keeps that as a secret yeah absolutely we'll just have to wait and find out yeah did that what was that like for you joshua well, that's one of the things that Titan, you know, um, Titan has many reasons for being in Stormhaven, mm -hmm. and this ties into one of them. I uh, was not expected to be confronted with this in this moment, mm -hmm. but yeah, you know, not great to see that my father is associated with my new mortal enemy. <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, was not great. Absolutely not intentional. Well, on that note, uh, anybody got anything they want to plug? I would like to plug. Playing with your dog. Absolutely. June really wants to play right now. She said, why are we not asleep? Understood. <laughs> I need to play now or I will die. Absolutely. Joshua? Oh, um, you know what? Should I should I do should I do the game store plug? Maybe? Yeah. Sure. So all right, sure. Here we are. So um as some of you know, I am a traveling bard myself, <laughs> currently in the land of St. Louis, Missouri, performing in a show called The Lehman Trilogy Hi. at the Repertory Theater of St. Louis. And I just want to shout out in the St. Louis area, Game Night, incredible game store, very nice folks. Amazing. Um, all sorts of TTRPGs being played there. Um, um come and play your own game game they also have like game masters that play uh, different nights maybe we'll throw their link in the show no yeah. notes they didn't ask me to do this we just went in there and thought it was great yeah we did right it was lovely love this and Are, and joshua got yeah. some non-binary dice i sure did fucking a man they did not roll above an 11 mm. before the show but then they rolled pretty good okay. during uh during the podcast i got lightning right. dice and they betrayed me <laughs> uh kylie uh i'm going to plug Sometimes the only way out is through, which is advice that my Ooh. hair cutter gave me. Hair stylist, hair cutter. Hair cutter, hair, hair cutter is uh, the new word. Yes, correct. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So sometimes the only way out is through advice given from my sage hair, cutter. hair stylist. Your hair yeah. looks really cute. Okay, and I am going to plug 
live appearances that we have coming up. Game Holcon is, by the time this is releasing, coming up imminently. Mm, so imminently. if you're going to be in the Madison area, or you can be, it's a great con, so come. The way and that we'll know that you know us is if you walk by and pretend like you don't. No. <laughs> so many people. That's really funny. So I like playing people. that game for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll also be doing some live stuff in New York, as previously mentioned. Sip and Play and the Brooklyn Strategist are currently on the schedule and more appearances coming. It's going to be really fun. So come on out. Or do and then pretend like you're not. Boom. Yeah, exactly. And that's how we'll know exactly. that you know us. Yeah. <laughs> what? Cool. And we'd love to hear from you. So connect with us on the socials at when crit happens or send an email to when crit happens at gmail.com. And if you haven't had enough of us, head over to our Patreon for more. That's patreon.com slash when crit happens. Crit on them, everybody. Written on them. Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood, Balin Wagner, and Benjamin Bergdorf. Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening. <laughs>